We like watched the episode where Eddie showed up, messaged each other all on Tumblr, went to sleep. We all woke up. We all went to high school as we all did in this time. And then all day in high school, our thoughts were, wow, they're going to have a character. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Today, we're going to be recapping House of Chances, House of Divide, which is Season 2, Episode 9. We're uh, getting into it, getting into Season 2 here. It's going by kind of fast. So uh, before we start, we first have to wish a very happy birthday to Julia Dakin. I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she's Mrs. Andrews. Her birthday's on March 15th. And then the man, the myth, the legend, Paul Anthony Barber, who plays Mr. Sweet on March 18th. So happy birthday, guys, our two favorite teachers. And then um, also, as we've said a million times, we would love for you guys to submit voice memos. We would love to hear your beautiful voices and put them on the podcast. So head to anchor.fm slash Anubis Backwards uh, if you'd like to submit one. And if you have any thoughts about the show, you may hear yourself on the podcast. All right, so let's get into the episode. So the episode starts where we left off. Amber's in the middle of a nightmare, so she gets cornered in the hallway by Sankara, who then curses her, and she wakes up screaming. I like Amber's pajamas, because, like, for some, whatever reason, like, I feel like their pajamas in season one all felt like pajama, like, pajama pajamas. Like, they felt like, you know what I mean? Like, they felt like sets. Whereas she's, like, mm. in a t-shirt and shorts yeah. and, like, relatable mood. Yeah. That's more realistic, for sure. I love a cute pajama set, but I definitely am not, like, I only wear cute pajama sets, you know? Same, yes. <laughs> so Nina wakes up to Amber screaming and runs over to her. Amber explains that she saw the spirit lady in her dream, and Nina asks if she took her hand, and Amber says she didn't. And then Nina apologizes for dragging Amber into all of this, but Amber reminds her that she's the one who pushed, and she's actually glad that Nina is always keeping things interesting. Um, and then at the end of the scene, Amber, like, insults Nina's hair. But Nina's hair looked beautiful in this moment. It's, like, perfectly curled. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, let's stop insulting her hair. Yeah, I wrote, why is she roasting her hair? Amber is always roasting Nina's hair. Nina's hair always looks good. I don't understand. At the dance, Amber was like, I know. Nina, your hair looks good. I'm like, her hair looks good. Here, she's like, Nina, your hair looks good. I'm like, where? Are we supposed to believe her hair looks bad? Listen, Amber... Um, I'm especially on this today because I feel like my hair looks like Nina based on, based on my bitmoji, really. I think my hair looks like Nina. Anyway, um, as a person with very similar hair to Nina's, in my opinion, we don't have, all have pin straight natural hair, Amber. Nina's hair looks good. I agree. You can't roast her for having wavy hair. Like, (laughs) also, she literally did her hair. She's like in bed with her hair perfectly curled. That too. (laughs) So, okay, but we were, like, robbed of, like, one of those, like, a good Amber and Nina try-on clothes makeover scene. Like a montage! We got, like, a little bit of, mo- we got a I montage a in season montage. three with, like, Patricia, KT, Joy, and Mara, but, like, we never got a Nina Amber one. And for why? I'm surprised. It's kind of shocking. I feel like it's ve- very Nickelodeon. Like, it would be very Nickelodeon of them to have a makeover montage. It's very because they love their cliches. I literally, I made a TV show called Cliched where we put cliches in it, and my TV show had a makeover scene. Why didn't House Vanubis? I I am shook. They didn't have a makeover montage. Did we count tour? They didn't even really have one like a real one in tour, did they? No, they were just all like, "We're gonna wear these 
happens now. Yeah, all their makeovers, are, even Joy's makeover, it just kind of happens. There's no, I need the movie montage moment. Didn't they have like kind of like a little mini one? Because I, I just remember so. Patricia like was a... sitting there with a hat and glasses on, like sunglasses on. Oh yeah, her cool sunglasses. But it wasn't like a full-on montage. That was as close as we got. I think that was just them raiding Amber's closet, right? <laughs> it was. Yeah, that was just them taking Amber's clothes. I am so... disappointed. Why did Amber not take her clothes to New York? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> she straight up like left the school in the middle of the night. That was like <laughs> she was like, "I'll buy new ones." <laughs> it's her excuse to buy. Okay, new but clothes. like, did she have like a new phone number? Because she like <laughs> Daddy mysteriously will buy me like clothes in New York. she mysteriously texted everyone too. So like, girl, what was going on? Yeah, Amber like kind of left mysteriously. Like she was kind of forcibly made to leave the school, and then she was like, "Meet up with me in secret. I'm gonna say bye to you guys." But like. She really could have just been like, I'm going to fashion school. It didn't need to be nearly as mysterious as it was. She could have taken her stuff with her. <laughs> they all knew where she was. She was like, two years of Sabuna. Amber wanted her knee in a moment and she just wanted to leave like <laughs> mysteriously with no real contact. At least Alfie and her got a good bye. At least they all like they all te- like Sabuna technically got a good Sabuna and KT. Like it was just really awkward. I don't know why I felt it like it just it felt a little weird that KT like joined the group hug, but I feel like she was well she, if you're somewhere and they start doing a group hug, are you just gonna be like peace out? <laughs> I technically if we go based off how season two ended and season three began, a little weird Eddie was in the group hug, but there's all this mysterious time that we never got to see have play out. Well, this is like our third tangent. <laughs> We're like on bullet point number one. We're on a tangent about season three. We're like anyway. <laughs> So, at school, Donkey Day has begun. Patricia and Eddie are tied together and already bickering. Alfie and Amber are tied together and Amber accidentally sprays them with hairspray. Jerome and Mara walk in and Mara determines by the end of the day that they should have about 200 pounds. And Jerome says the donkeys will get all of it and Mara's like, make sure they do. There is a line when they're like, when Mara's like calculating how much money they'll make where Jerome goes, this is not a math off. And like, (laughs) I thought it was funny. Jerome has a lot of good lines in this episode. He does. It's a good Jerome-centric episode. So Jerome walks up to Alfie and says that he smells like a lady. Um, Amber informs Jerome that if she has to go to the bathroom, she's untying herself. And Jerome's like, well, you'll be out of the game if you do that. Um, the line was, dude smells like a lady. And I think of that line. That line is one of those like rent-free lines. Also, Patricia is like just vibing there and she's like already ready for murder. I said, swim club poster spotting behind Jerome's head in this scene. There's a swim club. So poster. did they really just Eddie appear as soon club. as Eddie showed up? Yes, I've been tracking the posters. There's all those that is Romeo and Juliet posters. That horse poster that only ever appears in Nina scenes. <laughs> and there's now a swim club poster <laughs> behind Jerome's head as he's talking to Patricia and Eddie. That's, that's that is mm. okay. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Also, Amber's hydration queen. She says she drinks a liter of water every morning. Me too, girl. <laughs> I, I wish I drank water. I wish. You know what I do? I wake up and then I go get a cold brew. Alright, so Eddie points to the stage and says, ready to get served, Jerry? Mara asks Amber if she got the prizes for the lucky dip and she says she left them on her bed so she'll have to go back and get them. Amber and Alfie struggle to walk away. Eddie laughs at them, and Patricia points out they haven't tried to walk yet. He stands up to try, but then kicks his leg, so Patricia falls back as she's standing up. He then offers her uh, a hand, and she begrudgingly takes it, and then he actually lets her stand up this time. 
So um, first of all, I know we just complained that we didn't get the movie makeover trope in House of Anubis, but God bless the writers for giving us the um, your ship gets tied together trope because it's really good. <laughs> like my OTP was really tied together after only knowing each other for like 48 hours. What great content. Like God tier. I said, wow, they're in God tier. I, I said, wow, they're in love. <laughs> Did Jerome pair them together to see who would kill who first? Jerome loves chaos, so like. He does. He probably did, honestly. I mean, I would support him. Well, well you know by theory that Alfie says some shit to Jerome about how he thinks Patricia's into Eddie, so Jerome chose chaos by A. Seeing if they would either, like, make out, murder each other, or they would just get in a fight. Like, Jerome doesn't know what's going to happen, but he knows it's probably going to be entertaining. Jerome, this is his revenge. <laughs> that checks out. So, at the house, Vera sneaks into Nina and Amber's room and finds the cube that they had hid. Then Alfie and Amber walk in, and she quickly hides the cube on Amber's bed. It happens to be where all the prizes are, so they end up taking it back with them, but Vera sneakily snaps a picture of it before they leave. Then we cut to Nina, who walks into the Frobisher Library and asks Trudy and Jasper if they would like to make a donation for Donkey Day. She then starts walking around and spots the replica of the Mask of Anubis. She says it's beautiful, and Jasper says the real one must have been even more beautiful. But she points out that he said that there is no real one. Where did they get the donkey headbands? The donkey headbands? Like, <laughs> and why? I, I don't know, but I like them. I like them too. They're cute. <laughs> like, was did Jerome pay for them? Did no. like Jerome convince Mr. Sweet to pay the for them? Probably did. Yes, but wouldn't the school then like want the money to donate themselves? Like the funds? Did Jerome know. make them by hand? Mara, like, let's be real. Mara actually, once she found out, probably like made him sit and craft. <laughs> She's like, we are committing. We're gonna make dog ears. Like, I got for my idea. Mara's on like Pinterest. <laughs> Mars like, we want this to be legit. <laughs> headcanon accepted. <laughs> I'm full of the crazy headcanons today, don't worry. So Jasper gets a text, and it's a picture from Vera. Nina asks if he ever got in touch with that colleague of his, but Jasper says no and quickly tries to leave, spilling his coffee on Nina as he goes. Jasper is sus. Jasper is sus. He is sus. <laughs> Back at school, Joy is running a Donkey Day booth. Mr. Sweet walks up and asks if she would be able to help him organize a masked ball to celebrate the opening of the exhibition. Patricia says that sounds great because it's a whole night she won't have to look at Eddie's face. Joy agrees and then she high-fives Mr. Sweet. Then she looks at Fabian who's down the hall and says she knows exactly who can help her. Um, the high-five with Joy and Mr. Sweet gives me life. I'm pretty sure I had a gif of that back in the day. It's, it's really precious. It's precious. I said Joy and Mr. Sweet are cute! <laughs> um, also really obsessed with all this petty buildup. Like, Look at this like little bickering for no reason honestly like <laughs> me too big same big same big same so i think a lot about how mr sweet looks offended like he like gives like patricia like a funny look when she's like oh hold that i don't have to look at eddie's face and it's like just i caught this one a while ago but i don't think of it like i don't i've probably tweeted i don't know if i've tweeted about it or not but like it's just one of these things that i'm like was excited to like bring it up on this podcast because i've like caught it a while i think i might have caught it in my like rewatch a year ago but like when she says a whole night i don't have to look at your face mr sweet kind of like gives her like this like annoyed look and i just like love like those subtle little moments and they're so subtle where you would never have picked up on them being related until the reveal but like once you pick up on them you're like oh so i love that yeah that's cool 
because I would assume they would. I'm sure going in, do we think they knew, like, like do we think Berkeley and Paul knew that they were going to be related, or do you think they got the reveal when the scripts got the reveal? I don't. I think they would almost have to know, right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's like a big plot point. Yeah. I feel like they would have told them to like act like like be like okay like act like you're related but you don't want anyone to know yeah yeah so is this why like mr every like event there is at the school joy's like behind organizing is this is this why did she just do the exhibition thing so well that mr suit's like ah she she can do that all do it all (laughs) i don't know she's a party planning queen yeah i think she's just good at it and i think she enjoys it so then they're just like all right girl like go for it you can keep doing this it's your thing I mean, my headcanon is that she doesn't go to college. She just starts a party planning business. She's so good at it. Love that for her. I love that for her, too. Also, I feel like Jerome's just like her her bitch, basically, in her party planning You're business. right, and you should say it. <laughs> also, I wrote Joy is so small. She is. She's a small bean. She is. Joy is small. Mara is small. <laughs> They're so tiny. They're so tiny. So Amber and Alfie make it back to the school and they hand Mara the box of prizes. Amber starts bouncing and Alfie explains that she has to go to the bathroom. Finally, Amber can't take it anymore and unties herself so that she can go. Mara then tells Alfie that three hours was pretty good, but Alfie says it felt like a lifetime. Mara then says uh, they couldn't beat Patricia and Eddie, though. And then we see them blindfolded hitting a pinata together and they look very happy. Alfie is so relieved to be untied. Like, he, the look on his face, he's, like, so, like, glad to be done with it. I don't know why, and just all cats are, don't think you've beaten Eddie and Patricia, though. Mara said it. I know, but, like, I just don't know why I felt like I needed to comment <laughs> on the fact that Brenna already said it. I just, I like that line, I guess. Also, Eddie, when they're beating the piñata, like, feel the guns. And, sir, that is my emotional support <laughs> himbo. Like, mind if I do. <laughs> that is my emotional support himbo. LOL at... Alfie being saying something to Mara about like wanting to be tied up with Amber, and she's like, "No thanks." <laughs> also, Alfie and Mara speaking alert. A rare combo. I love that for Talix. Talix. <laughs> love that for them. Also, Petty or Icon. So Alfie's now running the lucky dip table and the cube is on the table as a prize. Jasper walks up and buys 10 tickets, but Poppy was there first and ends up winning the cube. Jasper tries to convince Alfie that uh, she should get something else, but Poppy's like, no, I love it. So they kept calling this, they kept mentioning like lucky dip for the lucky dip. And I'm like, what the heck is a lucky dip? So I Googled it. Um, Turns out it's a UK thing. (laughs) So if for all of our American listeners who don't know what it is, it is a game in which prizes are covered up and mixed together in a container so that the contestants can dip their hand into the container and randomly pull out a prize. Um, So I think in this case, they probably had like a bucket of numbers and then the numbers corresponded to the prize. But yeah, we don't, that's not really a thing we do, or at least we don't call it a lucky dip. So fun UK versus America facts. Yeah. Yeah. The closest I could think is like a raffle, but yeah i didn't really question it i was like i i guess i thought i was like mishearing that at first i was like and i kept thinking of like fun dip like the candy and i was was like i was like what is happening so now i feel at peace with what a lucky dip is (laughs) would it be enough if the lucky dip could ever give you peace (laughs) (laughs) yes so in the lounge, Jerome announces Eddie and Patricia as the winners of the Wonky Donkey Challenge. He hands them a box of chocolate and Eddie takes it. Eddie starts walking away and Patricia says that's for them to share. But Eddie claims that he pulled most of the weight. 
Patricia tells him to get stronger deodorant because he stinks. But Eddie says if she's going to get all up in his face, she's going to need breath mints. Um, Jorob says they were tied together for six hours and 30 minutes. Like, what all did they do for those six hours and 30 minutes? I would like to know. I would like ever to see every every minute of that. They just probably yelled at each other a lot, but then also kind of smirked and smiled a lot. <laughs> probably. Did neither of them have to go to the bathroom in six hours? Is that what they're I'm, telling us? Be, or they go to the those together? Two are very stubborn, so they were probably just like, no. Just refused. Also, there's no way those two hydrate. They did not give me hydrated vibes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure why I can't explain, but... <laughs> You're right, you should say it. <laughs> Patricia would be the one that, like, would be drunk and somebody would hand her a bottle of water, like, drink this. And she goes, no. And just, like, slaps it out of their hand. Also, serious note, but, like, how was making fun of a girl's weight Nickelodeon approved? Yeah, yikes. Yeah, I thought about that, too, because I was, like, when that line happened, I like, couldn't tell if it was meant to be a jab at her weight or not. But I was definitely kind of like, eh, they probably should have just not done it at all. There are things, like, because we've talked... Ta- like three cast members on the and like oh yeah we couldn't do that but then there's things that they do do and i'm like but that was okay that got allowed uh lastly edison you you want her in your face though you you enjoy that don't be so offended don't deny it you want her there soon soon not soon, soon enough for my screeching <laughs> incoherent taste but you know um I love when Eddie calls Jerome Jerry. Also, I found it funny because he said that he wanted to thank the Academy. I also really like when uh, Eddie calls Jerome Jerry. I don't know why. It makes me happy. I feel like we love someone ripping on Jerome. Honestly. Yeah, truly. So Nina runs in frantically and tells Fabian the cube is gone from under her bed. As they're talking about it, Joy cuts in and starts telling Fabian about the masked ball. Nina gets annoyed and says they can keep talking about that while she starts looking for her lost purse. Okay, it's like the way Nina acts in the scene and she's kind of being rude and like I get Joy cut in, but like it's like the tone in which Nina speaks. Does that make sense? Yeah, she's been very sassy. <laughs> I, I just said mood Joy just running in there because she like sees Nina start talking to Fabian and she's like, no, I can't have this. <laughs> she just runs over there and is like, hey, baby, what's <laughs> up? When you see your crush talking to another girl, you're like, no (laughs) That's my man. Fabian looks upset and Joy says that he's not over Nina, is he? And she says that's weird because he wrote her a poem. So now she's getting mixed signals. Fabian is confused. So she pulls out the poem and he tells her that wasn't for her. She says it was on her clipboard and Fabian asks who else has seen it. She says just her, Mara, Patricia, Trudy. Fabian cuts her off and says, so pretty much everyone but Victor and Mick then. And then she says, oh, no, Mick's read it, too. But then Joy's face drops and she says, well, if it wasn't for me, it must have been for it. But then he cuts her off and says, Mrs. Andrews, homework. Um, This whole scene made me laugh because Joy really is me. I am Joy. Um, I also (laughs) tell everyone everything about my love life. (laughs) And it made me happy when she told Mick because Mick, any any mention of Mick we get, just fantastic. Oh, just laughing. To that I say Moy Crumbs. Oh, yeah, 100% Moy Crumbs. So, like, Joy... Did she, like, text this to Mick? Did she email it to Mick? Or when it happened, he was still there, so. Oh, so maybe she just showed it to him. But anyway. Did she just roll it to Mick and go, what does this mean? <laughs> probably. She's like, you and Fabian and are friends. Tell me what this means. Also, like. And he was probably just like, uh. <laughs> so this poem, right? It's the, the quest was long and difficult. We saw it treasure. The treasure was you. What the hell do I think that's about? Probably her in the tre- as the chosen one. <laughs> same, it's really the same stuff it's about Nina for. <laughs> but Joy was not involved in the Sabuna stuff, so I feel like I'd be I like, really the quest? 
What treasure? Um, I also can't tell if Fabian straight up lying to her like that was good or bad. Like, I appreciate him not wanting to hurt her feelings, but also he's kind of leading her on because he's not, like, explicitly letting her know that she still that he still has feelings for Nina. So this is a weird situation. I think part of it is that, like, he doesn't know that, like, if Nina still likes him. So he's, like, trying to, like, not like her, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, that's true. But Fabian is, like, the worst at, like... Also okay, keeping so- his options. Yeah! <laughs> he's, like, the worst at actually turning Joy down. Also, Mick, I already said this, but Mick read it too. And then I just put Moy with a bunch of questions. Moy writes. I love Moy crumbs. <laughs> so Vera walks into Victor's office and shows him a key she found in one of the bedrooms. She says that she thinks the children are searching for something. And Victor asks what? She says she doesn't know yet. Victor then gets up to close the door and tells her to sit down. And then he says that he's searching for something too. And then Victor says that she thinks they're all searching for that something. And then he says, do you mean the book of Isis? <laughs> and then she places her hand on his and says, do I... <laughs> she asks what the book of Isis is and he says it will lead them to tears of gold and oh my god I hate it here <laughs> the scene was so awkward like was she expecting him to like make out with her it's because he like goes to shut the door and she's like oh do I <laughs> I hate she's it like, we're all I, I don't even remember the scene <laughs> I just they make me so uncomfortable <laughs> like why do they flirt more than the kids this is not good they were like you know what we sh- should do children our children we can't like have like the teenagers like flirting too heavily because whatever this is the kid show but then like the adults are gonna make them have the weirdest sexual tension that you have ever seen <laughs> i hate it i also hate it so back at school jasper steals the cube out of poppy's bag fabian spots him in the hallway with it and there's like a stare down uh jasper you are stealing from a literal child but uh we're gonna ponder that shame uh while we take a quick little break so we'll be right back <laughs> And we are back. So Fabian asks Jasper where he got that. And Jasper says he found it. And Fabian says, well, I lost it. So Jasper's like, oh, well, that looks valuable. I should probably hold on to it. But Fabian says, that's okay. And he takes it back. Back in the lounge, Jerome is getting ready to do Eddie's creamed carrot challenge. He asks Alfie if he could die from eating too much. And he says, no, but it could make you turn orange. Jerome's about to get up, but Mara pushes him back down and tells him to do it for the donkeys. Uh, Mara, like, is straight up ready to, like is like, oh, if you don't do it, I'll murder you. Like, low-key. It's like, good for her, because someone needs to put him in his place. <laughs> also, Patricia makes a face that's just like, please prove the American wrong, and I support her. <laughs> Carrot-flavored milkshake. <laughs> sure. Gross. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so the first bucket is placed in front of him, and he starts eating. There's a cheesy montage of him eating carrots. Uh, by the last bucket, he is struggling, and Mara tells him he can give up now, but he keeps going and is successful. So then Eddie goes up to congratulate him and hands him $100. Honestly, I could almost not watch this scene because it was so gross. <laughs> I gagged watching it, so. I had multiple ew and I'm disgusted notes. Why is this what we get a montage of? No makeover montage, but we have to get a gross montage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was cute. Like Amber doing. Amber was holding these little signs that had carrots on them. I was like, round one, round two. Yeah, it's kind of cute, but. I had a note that said, this is so gross, but Amber is so cute. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, I also do love that Eddie hands him American money, even though that they're even though they're in the UK. <laughs> like it checks out. That's probably all he has. But he's been there for like a day. I would like to know why he showed up to England with several hundred dollars in American money. <laughs> do you think he meant to like get it converted into British money, but for some reason did not? Maybe. 
you know, it would check out that he would forget. Maybe that's why he was trying to give it away, basically give it away. Yeah. Didn't know where to get it converted, so he was just like... He's like, this useless. <laughs> Bro, at the airport. Actually, that's probably like the more expensive. Or what you do is you don't take $100 bills to the foreign country you're going to, and you just use your card to get it out of the ATM. <laughs> those are my... That too. <laughs> those are my international travel tips for if we ever can international travel again. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Um, I have had many notes. Patricia and Alfie, they were being cute, I guess. They were. <laughs> Mara's space. Eddie's space. Patricia, <laughs> Alfie, Jerome's friendship is making a brief reappearance. But Eddie and Jerome's dynamic, I love it. Wow, that was really dumb. I think Patricia said that. Where does Eddie have money from? We just covered that. <laughs> I think Eddie actually said it. Oh, Eddie said that. Wow, that was really dumb. <laughs> he was like, that was really dumb, but you did it. <laughs> $100 in American money. I wonder what that's actually worth. Yeah, I do appreciate the Petralfi dynamic and the Patricia Alfie Jerome dynamic for sure. That was nice to come back. We'll never see it again. Petralfi forever. Patricia Alfie Jerome is iffy. Is it American money worth less in the UK? I think it is. I think so, yeah. I think American money is worth less in the UK. Hey Siri, how much is $100 <laughs> worth in pounds? Seventy-one dollars and eighty-three. Yeah. Cents. Oh. So he got seventy-one dollars. Conversion. I would not. I wonder if it was worse or better in two thousand and twelve. I. Hey, I... Siri, what was a hundred dollars worth in <laughs> pounds in two thousand and twelve? One hundred dollars is seventy-one British pounds and. I don't. Siri's like no. Okay, stop well, it. Either way, I would not eat a bunch of gross <laughs> carrots for seventy-one pounds. Seventy-one dollars. <laughs> Me either. Oh my god. I would need a lot of money to do that. <laughs> so back at the house, Fabian gives the cube back to Nina. She starts questioning how it got from her room to the school. And Fabian snaps that if she has so many questions, she should ask the cube. He pauses and then apologizes, but says she at least could have said thank you and walks out. I just said, what? This was kind of out of nowhere. Like Fabian started like being really sassy and like mad at Nina. And it was legitimately just like they were just like vibing. And it doesn't seem like they've had like major negativity towards each other since the breakup like they seem like they've just been acting normal friendly whatever and now all of a sudden they're like really bickering and Fabian's like being so sassy yeah that almost felt out of, out of character for him it was because <laughs> then then he goes back to his real character and he's like oh I shouldn't have said that <laughs> so suddenly the doll dollhouse starts glowing and a crack forms on its side Nina yells can you be any more vague Back at school, Patricia and Amber are cleaning the stage while Eddie is watching the video he took of Jerome. Patricia tells him to help, but Eddie says they're a couple of 21st century women and they don't need him. Amber says she broke a nail and Eddie shouts, go sisterhood. I love that. That is once again my emotional support, Hambo. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good scene. I love it just be like, go sisterhood. So Eddie gets up to help and accidentally gets carrot on Patricia's sleeve. She gets mad and throws some at him. And then Amber shouts, wait, wait, and then slowly walks off the stage. And then once she's far enough away, she goes, and clear. And they have a massive food fight. This was just really cute. This whole scene was cute. Imagine if they kissed after this. Would have been great. I appreciate Amber making them pause so she could leave before they continue their fight. <laughs> also, where did they get all like the extra creamed carrot from? Because... I thought Jerome had to, like, eat it all. But they had enough to, like, chuck at each other and then just yeah. dump the bucket over his head. Also, they were, like, laughing so, like, and it was, I'm soft. I'm soft. I'm soft for them and only them. I just said I love Amber. And also, the scene is so iconic, I didn't realize it was literally Eddie's second episode. 
they really just jump right into petty. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really glad that that's how it works. <laughs> they really were just like suddenly, because I feel like in my mind we like anticipated this carrot fight, but did we just know it was going to happen like way before Eddie even came? Or did we anticipate it for one day while we waited one day in between episodes? Honestly, it's possible. The way that we talked constantly between episodes probably made it feel like it was multiple days when it was really just one day. Unless it like landed on a weekend. Let me check though. Maybe it landed on like like a Friday and then it aired Monday. I'm Googling this right now. Because then we probably would have saw like a preview or something and we were like, oh my god. I'm Googling this right now. You can always check our tumblers for a... I'm I'm going to the IMDb to check the episode. I'm Googling the air date. So House of Chance aired on january 19th 2012 and let me see what day of the week that was nope we we did not have a break january 19th 2012 was a thursday so january so we had this was a thursday episode and the episode before this when eddie showed up was a wednesday so we were anticipating the carrot fight for what (laughs) all day thursday i really anticipated that surprise Now, between this and the episode <laughs> after this, we had a weekend. Nobody's surprised. So maybe we're anticipating something happening with Petty after the carrot fight for all the whole weekend? I don't know. We, all we did was speculate in 2012, so. <laughs> I can't believe, like, so, like, in my mind, we anticipated this, but it was, like, literally just a day. So it's, like, what? So we, like, watched the episode where Eddie showed up, messaged each other all on Tumblr, went to sleep, we all woke up, we all went to high school, as we all did in this time, and then, all day in high school, our thoughts were, wow, they're gonna have a carrot <laughs> I'm crying. I hope so. I'm sure. I don't think I had anything better to think about. Sabuna is in Nina and Amber's room, and Nina is trying to figure out what the crack means. Fabian is messing with the cube, and Nina snaps at him for not listening. Nina says she has an idea and tells Fabian to give her the cube, but he says no and they start fighting over it, but then they accidentally drop it and it breaks. Victor comes in because he hears the commotion, but Amber covers for them and says that it was a lover's tiff between Nina and Fabian. Once he leaves, they start picking up the pieces and they find a little tiny pyramid inside. I once again have no idea what's happening with Sabuna this week. (laughs) Yeah, this is not important. (laughs) Not relevant. Also, okay, our friend Grace pointed this out a while ago, but, like, if you watch the scene where, like, they're fighting over the cube, they don't drop it. Like, Nina straight up just yeets it. (laughs) It was probably, like, they were like, drop it, and then Natalia just threw it. She's, like, on the ground dramatically. Well, Nina was, like, pissed because her and Fabian were bickering. I feel like that's why she yeeted it. She was like, boom, on the ground. I'm mad. I said... Nina's layering is back. She is once again wearing a long sleeve shirt under a t-shirt. Also, Fabina are suddenly so bickery out of nowhere. Like, I would have expected this to happen, like, immediately after their breakup because they're upset about their breakup. Not, like, four weeks after their breakup and now they're suddenly mad about their breakup so they're being annoying about it. Like, why are they, (laughs) why were they, like okay with the breakup then they were flirting and now suddenly they are upset about the breakup and they're being so like sassy towards each other they're going through like the stages of grief (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's being busy i guess now they're like anger also victor mentions them having been home for five minutes and like this whole scene is apparently happening five minutes after they got home first off they all have changed out of their school uniforms second off Amber has, like, full-on changed her hair. She now has a side pony, braided side pony. No longer just has her hair down. 
So there's speed change. It looks like it was hard to do because I was looking at that. I was like, that looks really pretty and probably difficult. Do Amber probably got home after Nina and Fabian because she was like with Patricia and Eddie cleaning up the stage until they start trying to fight. So they like got home. They all changed clothes. Amber quick did her hair and it looks really good. And now they are they start bickering and that's only been five minutes or Victor was being rhetorical about them only being home for five minutes. So Eddie and Patricia are in Mr. Sweet's office. Eddie is talking back to Mr. Sweet, which Patricia thinks is funny. He punishes them by making them help join Fabian with the ball. Patricia is about to complain, but then she realizes that's a pretty fair punishment. Um, they are, I don't know why, but when they get into the office, they're like oddly cleaner than, they like look oddly clean. Like they're still like covered in carrot, but they look like they didn't just get into a carrot fight. Like they shook it off somewhere or had to like wipe down a little bit. Also, are you trying to be clever? Would it upset you too much if I said yes? And Patricia made like the best face. She's like low key impressed. Like he like had the ball. She like the like this this new kid had the balls to stand up to the headmaster. Also, Eddie looks Eddie looked low key sad when Patricia insults Mr. Sweet. I just said Mr. Sweet is so done with their bullshit. Honestly, little clues. So Jerome is lying in bed looking completely sick. Mar comes in to collect the money and says she'll make sure that the donkey sanctuary gets all of it. She asks if he learned his lesson and he said yes. Charity hurts. She assures, she assures him that he did a good thing. Um, first of all, Jerome is in a full-on like nice outfit laying in bed sick. And I'm like, sir, put some sweatpants on or something. Like, Why are, why are you wearing a belt? You must feel like crap right now. What are you doing? I'm proud of Mara for finding a donkey sanctuary. Yeah. I feel like this is an episode where it was like, is this Taisy playing Mara or just Taisy being Taisy? <laughs> because I feel like Taisy would also donate money to a donkey sanctuary. Probably. I just thought it was cute that Mara said, hey, champ. And then I said, ooh, because this whole thing is disgusting. But I did say, but Mara looks cute. Sabuna realizes that the crack in the house was a clue to crack the cube. They reassemble it so it forms a pyramid. And then they agree to check out the tunnels. Amber here is like, can I change my outfit? Like, she didn't literally just change her outfit five minutes ago when she came home. So I guess maybe she wanted to put pants on, which makes sense. In the tunnels, the pyramid fits perfectly into a spot in the wall. The door opens, revealing the next part of the tunnel. As they start exploring, the ceiling behind them starts lowering, but they don't notice. They stop when they realize there's a chasm. And this is it, guys. This is the part of the tunnel that I can never forget. This stuff beforehand... Never happened. Not important. <laughs> True. Too, deal- too busy dealing with Eddie arriving and Mick leaving. <laughs> too busy dealing with the emotional support himbos. <sighs> I love how they're like, it's a long way down, but then they're standing like really close to the edge. Like they didn't immediately back up. I said, oh, here are the most 2010s outfits I was talking about. So there's like an account on Twitter, Sabuna Source or something. Is that it? That like they post a lot of like random house maneuver scenes and they post it. Like, I think, like, a picture or a video of the scene. And I had, like, retweeted it and been like, this is the most early 2010s outfits of all time. And I will describe what they're wearing in order. Amber is wearing a long cami, mind you, under a, like, sweater. And on top of her sweater, she has a random belt in the middle of the sweater because, you know, that that was the cool look. Why did we do that? Just, like, belt in the middle of your shirt that doesn't need a belt. <laughs> Number two. I feel like I did that. I did it, too. I have photographed it. I'm, like, it's so early 2010s. Number two. Nina is, as previously mentioned, wearing a long sleeve t-shirt under a t-shirt. A graphic tee. A long sleeve shirt under a graphic tee. 
And maybe just wearing, like, a t-shirt and flannel, which, like, I mean, guys' fashion, I guess, hasn't really changed. Yeah, I feel like that's still appropriate today, but... <laughs> Nina and Amber look very early 2010s. Fabian looks uh, early 2010s, but also could work in 2020 because guys' fashion just basically looks the same. Also, this is cool. Also, I wrote yes for some reason. Amber is so sarcastic right now. Also, the chasm. So then they hear a noise, so they decide to go back, and they realize that the ceiling is trapping them inside the tunnel. And to that, I have to say, R.I.P. Sabuna. It's been a good run. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's been fun. That's the end. That's the end of the season. <laughs> That's the end of the series, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> It's been great, guys. This podcast has been a blast. <laughs> See you never. Oh, I'm sorry, but the Sabuna can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because they're dead. Catch us next week. Time for-, for the superior rest of the season with just um, Patricia and Eddie and <laughs> Joy and Mara. And Alfie. And Alfie. Just hang out. <laughs> now Jerome Society has got half the for Jerome. All right. So, ship of the week. Uh, I put Petty, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I see. I like how my note was in my own document was I feel weird pe- putting Petty two weeks in a row, but it's Petty. Nobody else is doing anything. All the other ships are fighting. All right. Do we brain cell the week? I put Fabian. I have no reasons to put Fabian, but I put Fabian. No one's been smart the past few weeks. That works for me. He did get the cube back from Jasper. He did. Like, no one's really done anything. Yeah, I didn't really know who to put, so. <laughs> Nina for accidentally figuring out what she was supposed to do by yeeting the cube on the ground. Nina for yeeting the cube. <laughs> Alright, so for this week, we're going to play Ship It or Rip It, but Emily had the great idea that we should do Ship It or Rip It Adult Edition instead of doing the students. So we're going to do the adults. Um, yeah, and I'm using a new website. Ooh, high tech. So our first ship is Mr. Sweet and Miss Denby. No. No, Sweet doesn't deserve that. <laughs> no, he's too good for her. He's too good for her. Rip it. Rip it. I feel like this is going to go very quick. No other thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> sure, just... next, next is Mrs. Andrews and Uncle Aid. <laughs> I, I'm a, I, I, could, I could see it. Sure. Yeah, they're both kind of like... I have like, a reason to say I, I could kind of see it. it. They're kind of smart, like kind of into like Egyptian stuff. I was going to... The only person I would ship Mrs. Denby with is Robert because she was really weirdly in love with him anyway. So. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, no, I ship Mrs. Andrews and Uncle Aid. I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, next, oh God, next is Victor and Robert from <laughs> That'd be funny. Why not? I. I. I, <laughs> I mean. Please see the comment. It just—it kind of works. It, it, it would be very funny. You mean, Victor is kind of obsessed with. I'm not gonna lie. That's kind of why I'm like hmm, maybe. I mean, it's kind of weird because theoretically, what Robert Forrester Smith is like the same age as Victor's dad. Victor's dad. Yeah, but Victor has daddy issues, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Show you know me where I'm just I'm... gonna say ship it. <laughs> show me where I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You can't because I'm right. Everyone on this show has daddy issues. House of daddy issues. It's true. Didn't we have an episode Except called for... that? Yeah, I think Mara might not. <laughs> I think we did. No, Mara, I don't think does. 
Okay, so the next one is Trudy and Mr. Winkler. No. <laughs> Trudy? No. I mean, Trudy deserves a good guy, but no. He's too old. She's too old for him. Yeah. We have no idea if he has mommy issues, so. He likes younger. <laughs> I like the amount of chaos this is producing. I'm going to rip it. Yeah. Same. Simply because we don't know if he has mommy issues or not. No, he has. I like to hit on teenagers' issues. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next we have Vera and Victor Sr. <laughs> you know what? Why not? Vera wanted to, like, uh, get with Victor so bad, and him and his dad are identical, so... Ship it, I guess. Ship it. He's literally just an older version of Victor. He's a more distinguished... But Would you say he's more distinguished? Yes. Vera and Victor oh, would be uncomfy, would... but yes, I Vera would. would want it. This next one, Miss Denbeam and Miss Robinson... No, no, I ship this. No, Miss Robinson doesn't deserve that either. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they'd be good together. Isn't Denby like evil? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I can't explain it. They're both just like strong, powerful women. They Denby are. does have lesbian icon vibes and I will not. Yeah, I mean, that. that's fair. I just think that Miss Robinson deserves better because I feel like Miss Robinson did nothing wrong. Um, Caroline and Mr. Sweet. I, he, he did flirt with her, so... I, I mean, I could, yeah. Was, I kind of ship it. I kind of ship it, too. I was gonna say she seems a little young, but I also think that Eddie's mom is at least 10 years younger than Mr. Sweet, so... But we don't have time to unpack all that right now. We'll unpack it all eventually. Next is Mr. Winkler and Victor. Oh, no! No! Wait, didn't we already have Victor? No. <laughs> uh, we had Victor Sr. Yeah, and we also already had Mr. Sweet and Miss Dundee. Yeah, it repeats, because it's like... Secret, it's like Secret Santa style, kind of. So it's like people drew names. Um, that's why everyone's gonna be twice, technically. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, no. no Jason and Victor, please. No, thank you. <laughs> Rip it. Uh, next is Miss Robinson and Mrs. Andrews. You know what? Sure, I feel like I could see that. Yeah, that could be fun. For some reason, when I was thinking about this this morning, I'm like, we're probably, we're probably gonna rip a bunch, and I feel like we've really only ripped like two of them. <laughs> no, we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, like, the only reason I'll rip it is if I think one of the people is evil and the other one doesn't deserve it. Alright, next we have Miss Valentine and Sarah. <laughs> I mean, no, no because gonna... the age difference no. solely. That would not work. So, rip that. Next is Robert Frobisher Smythe and Amber's dad. <laughs> <laughs> OTP. No, why, 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 do I, why do I ship that? <laughs> they both piss me off. <laughs> I feel like they both. Like, yeah, like big dick energy would just work. <laughs> I'm here for it. All right, next is Sarah and Trudy. If they were the same age, I could see this. I feel like we shouldn't have included Sarah. Sarah's like old, so it's weird. I guess Robert Professor Smith is also I can only old. ship Sarah with Victor. Sarah and Victor is the OTP, <laughs> but in like an angsty way. <laughs> Siri, play my tears ricochet. Wait, did you say you ship Sarah with Robert? No, I said I shipped Sarah with Victor. No, I, I think she said. I said Robert is also oh, old. I was like, that's her. No, I said Robert Dad. is old. I did not ship her with her okay. father. No. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. <laughs> Victor Senior and Mixed Dad. You know what? Sure. Mixed Dad doesn't deserve that. Mixed Dad is my friend. <laughs> I don't think I ship this one. Rip it. Rip it. All right. Jasper and Caroline. Sure. Yeah, sure, why not? Me too. I agree. John Clark and Vera. <laughs> I'm not against it's it. It's kind of a vibe. 
I kind of am. I'm kind of here. For I feel it. like they would have hate socks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna wrap it up here. That was pretty wild. <laughs> Got some good chips, got some weird chips. So anyway, be sure to follow us on social media if you want more updates just about the podcast in general. You can follow us on Twitter at Anubis Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Anubis Backwards Pod. TikTok is also at Anubis Backwards Pod. If you want to send us an email, we love hearing from you guys. Email us anubisbackwardspod at gmail.com. You can always slide into our DMs as well. That's always fun too. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening this week and we will see you next time. Sabuna. Sabuna. There's so much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there anyone there. Go sisterhood. Go sisterhood. Go sisterhood forever. Are we the sisterhood? That's cute.